0: Testing one, two, three on my
1: mic. Testing one, two, three on my mic. Testing one,
0: two, three on my mic. Hey, welcome to. <laughs> did I wake you up? <laughs> well, Todd's not wearing headphones, so he didn't get it as loud as I did in my own headphones. Um, welcome to Talking Pictures episode number four. Four. They haven't shut us down. This rogue little podcast in the <laughs> like studio Pirate at the Radio. Dispatch in the Rock Island Argus in Moline, Illinois, is still continuing. And we had asked our listener—I mean, our listeners—for <laughs> questions, and apparently, we received some. A, a, yeah, Paul, why don't you uh, take care of that?
1: One one of our one of our uh, dedicated listeners. Uh, I won't share names on the air. Um, but well, one of our dedicated listeners how submitted... How
0: dedicated do you have to be to listen to three podcasts?
1: Uh, I don't, you, you need about 90 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey so
0: thanks for know. that 90 yeah. minutes anonymous <laughs> question person.
1: Right? Uh, so they, they contacted us and, and asked these a couple of questions. Um,
0: well, just start with one. We notably.
1: Let's see here. Because
0: we might want to save them for another podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, right. are there
1: Are there photographers, other photojournalists that we as photojournalists... Like or follow, pay attention to, kind of keep track of.
0: I pay attention to everything Paul Colletti does. Uh, yeah, me, me too. too. I'm a big yeah. fan. Big fan. <laughs> Good. No,
2: I I, I follow uh, a couple of guys, and I don't know that they're. I, one guy started as a photojournalist and uh, has has since moved on for uh, David Hobby, mm-hmm. uh, formerly of the Baltimore Sun and now of Strobist.com. Um, you know, it's he's got the a, a real philosophy and a lighting philosophy that's uh I think impressive it's less gear better pictures Yeah. And that's that really speaks to what we do yep. you know kind of guerrilla studio yep. stuff and uh so that's that one that I kind of yeah. you know I keep an eye after him I'm with you because I I like following him
1: and paying attention to what he does not because of his of his photography per se, but because of his approach and his philosophy to it, um, how he thinks about what goes into a photograph, um, what's logical in a photograph, um, certainly how to light things. Um, you know, on, the more On the experience. download too. He, his, on the his, download yeah, too. Yeah, his, we absolutely.
0: Don't, I mean, the in my the back of my car right now. Um, for those of you who want to rob me when I go to my car, um, is a I have a a, a low pro. Uh, backpack with uh, two old speed lights, some uh, yep. two bolt batteries that are attached yep. to those for high speed um, um, recycle. Recycle, recycle. Thank you. And um, two Gary Fong number fives. Are they fives or fours? They, what's the newest one? Is Gary up to five? No, it's the newest Gary Light Fong Dome.
2: sphere as of May twelve. Okay, yeah, the light
0: light sphere. Is that the technical name for them?
1: You know, I don't even know that. Okay. Well, I've always anyway, been a little he, suspicious he, of of photographers, like professional photographers who have like who have like a line of gear. It almost seems like I don't know, like Pro Photo or I don't know, Speedatron or whoever approaches a well known photographer and says, hey, can we put your name on this? A little like the George Foreman grill. Like, hey, we need to find a way to market this, this gizmo. Can we say that it's the Gary Fong, or it's the David Hobby, or it's the you know, the XYZ well, kind of guy's it, thing?
0: I don't know these guys' histories. Yeah. I know that I avoided the Gary Fong device for a long time uh, until I not saw Not to say that they're not good no, devices no, no. or
1: useful, just that I've always been suspicious I, I... of, you know, like, did this guy invent this, or is it just a marketing ploy?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. That, I mean, that could be marketing ploy. I don't know. Yeah. Gary, we're not libeling you just in yeah, case no, you're listening. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you came up with the idea, all oh, by your lonesome. But I think a lot of that stuff comes out of, the, out of inspiration by frustration.
1: Definitely. You, you know, you're yeah. on
0: assignment all the time, and you go, God, I wish there was a tool to be able to do this easier. Right. And, yeah. and if anybody's seen one of these Gary Fong Light Spheres... Um, they're it solves really, the problem. Yeah, they're, well, what I use them for is a substitute when, on a windy day like today, mm-hmm. going out and shooting a portrait of uh, a, an environmental portrait uh, on a on a nice day. I use them for all of my, my nephew's senior portraits that I shot a yeah. couple of weeks ago that Those were all great. outside, and they turned out really nice. Of course, it helps that he's g- a good-looking kid who's sure. really cooperative. Thank you, Alec. Um, but... It, it was, they were easy to use. It was, you know, I'm not lighting more than two people, so I don't need a big soft box. I don't need a ton of light right. spread out. I just need it pinpointed towards their face and their upper body. And and these are nice um, solutions to problems. I yeah. think that the think tank bags, which are designed by photojournalists, and I could probably flip onto my I'm going to interrupt here. myself in post-production here and tell you that... The designers of the Think Tank are Doug Murdoch and Mike Strum, and two photographers, Deanne Fitzmorris and Kurt Rogers. Right. Deanine Fitzmorris won the prestigious Pulitzer Prize for photojournalism in 2005. The Think Tank is kind of, they keep solving problems of gear carrying sure. as gear develops. Like, they just came out with a new thing for GoPros. Like, oh cool. how to carry your GoPros and your GoPro batteries, and then keep all this stuff together... And that's that's great. So I'm going to spend more money with Think Tank probably <laughs> yeah. because they, you know, I carried the, all my cards, my CF cards and my SD cards in their little wallet because it's the best. Right. You know, I that got a is. bunch of wallets sitting in a drawer that I don't use for photo right. anymore because cause they're not as good as the Think Tank ones. Right. And my, right. my belt that, that I carry, I have to carry all my gear on, on a waist pack because of my, my back. And so there I've gone through... I gave one to the intern. I right. said, here, have this, I don't want this anymore. It. It's an old low-pro one. Now, it was a great product when I got it, but the way it opens is terrible with it flopping off. Right. For me, yeah. it just flops open the top. So yep. what happened to me was it's flopped open, I'm grabbing something out of it, and then all of a sudden I see something I gotta run to go cover, a yep. breaking news. And the and last the thing you want to do is pavement. all your gear open to the environment while you're running. You're like, oh, I got to, you know, you're waiting for stuff to fall out yeah. and then you got to zip yourself back yeah. up and go. So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, so we got totally off the topic of people we follow. Yeah, who do we, we follow? We went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, <laughs> we, Todd and Wilbert and I both <laughs> well,
1: follow.
2: Yeah, hobby's one, and one. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it, I mean, as far as like working photojournalists, uh, there's a couple of guys out there that, you know, I, I think, you know, uh, we at least look at. Sometimes with derision. Um, yeah, there certainly are. What's yeah. that? There certainly yeah. are. Yeah. we will not drop any names no, in no. that ballpark. But we always, you know, the, I don't know, guys get names and you wonder why they're.
0: Well, they're I, you know, Paul just won a first place in the in the um, Illinois Press Photographers Association uh, Pictures of the Year or Best in Photojournalism or whatever. Uh, and called. Todd Meisner well, got I won himself a third place, a third place I was, award I was as well. Second loser yeah. in that category. <laughs> Uh, in, in the iPhone category, and or mobile phone, because it's, mm. you know. But anyway, but Paul, as soon as I saw Paul's picture, I knew it was a winner. When he'd be like, hey, I went to this event, and it's this great portrait of, of this yeah. kind of, a, and the category was documentary portrait.
1: Right, documentary portrait, yeah. So,
0: but anyway, while Paul and I were reviewing the winners, and for instance, John Kim is a person... I'm always, I used to work here. John has since won the Pulitzer Prize at the Sun-Times. Or was Mm -hmm. he, did he win at the Tribune?
1: I don't, I don't know. I don't know.
0: But we'll have to have John on it as a guest. He used Mm -hmm. to be an intern here years ago. uh, Has worked a bunch of different places. And he's really, really good. And when we were (laughs) looking at the winners, not any slight to the people who won or the judges who won. And it sounds very catty, insert Meow, cat, 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 cat call here. Meow. <laughs> it sounds it sounds kind of catty, but I thought that John should have been first place in about three different categories right. that he wasn't. Right. Um, and I thought, what the, you know? And so spe- you wonder how that happens. And we've judged contests all the time here where people from another region send it to us, and so we lay it out on the floor, and our only our own internal biases. Steer us towards photos that we think are good, or that my, my judgment, final judgment on a photograph is if I, I, it's a winner if I wish I took it. Right. Oh, and yeah. You're like, oh man, that, totally. oh, I wish I took that photo. Right. That's kind yeah. of how I judge really good photography. Mm It's like, oh my God, that's, whoa, where did that guy, how did he get there to get that shot? Yep. So, um, and we're extremely, you know, photographers by nature are extremely competitive. So looking at other photojournalists' work is a double-edged sword. Because you end up looking at, like, oh, I really like um, Scott Strasante's stuff, or, but you're like, well, how do I, you know, how do I, you know, how do you start comparing yourself to to these people, or Mm -hmm. comparing yourself. But you can't do that. You can only compare yourself to yourself and how you think you can improve. Because once you start comparing apples and oranges, photographers that don't work here, didn't shoot the same assignment that you shot, uh, and have different motivations or whatever, you cannot, once you get in that contest mode and you start thinking, oh, I gotta gotta take this picture because it's gonna win in a contest or whatever, you have gone down a really yeah. bad road, both creatively and mentally, because when right. you know contests are great, and we've all won our fair share of awards, and i'm grateful for every award that i've won, but they don't my self worth as a photographer is not based on awards right um, and when I was younger, it was I wanted, you know, I want to win this award. I want to, you know, grow up and win this award. Or you can't, you just can't right. do that. If nope. you're a young photographer listening to this, winning an award is great. But you cannot you cannot base your self-worth as a shooter no. on the awards that you win. Because you will either get too high or you will get too low. Yep. Because you will look at the like Paul and I were looking at these pictures. Why didn't John Kim we weren't even looking at our stuff thinking we should have yeah, won. We were, we were thinking, other why wasn't stuff. John winning? Yeah, And Paul doesn't even know John. No. Um, but yeah, you can you know tell John, it's just outstanding. Yeah, well, he's, outstanding a, he's work, an yeah. absolutely fabulous photographer. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, absolutely. and
2: uh, you guys are probably familiar with this, too. I've won awards for work that I was like, wow, that won an award? Question yeah. mark surprise. Right, and right. then I've also not won awards for, wait a minute, that didn't win an award? Yeah. So there's cert- a, a f- kind of a fickle nature to it, too, I think, that, you know, I mean, it is, it feels really good to be acknowledged by your peers, but in the same breath, yeah, you better not try to build a career off of... Uh, I can
1: I can kind of let the cat out of the bag here a little bit, only because um, I'm going to tell a story about Stephanie McCoskey, who is a, a former employee of ours, a former shooter in our department, um, and, and I can tell the story because Stephanie wasn't shy about her being surprised when she won an award for a photo she won an award for, and she's publicly said this, so I'm not outing her in any way, but Stephanie and I went to a a breaking news scene where there was a report of a guy breaking into houses and breaking into cars and the cops were, you know, starting to, you know, track him down like a fox on a fox hunt. You say, oh, he's on this street. Somebody saw him in a backyard. He jumped a fence. He's, you know, he's on this street now. They're narrowing down the search, not too far from our newspaper offices here while we're listening to the police scanner. So we race up a couple blocks away and we're on the street the cops finally find this guy hiding out in somebody's house who, you know, middle of the day, he broke in to get away from the cops. They weren't home. They haul him out and arrest him. And while they're searching him before they put him in the squad car, they pat him down and pull out a bag of, oh, I think it was cocaine or, I, mean, I don't know, heroin or marijuana. I forget. A baggie of drugs, a little Ziploc bag of drugs. And the cop holds it up, and Stephanie snapped this outstanding photo of the the white police officer holding the bag of drugs in front of this African-American suspect who doesn't have a shirt on and is really disheveled having run from the police. And she submitted it for a contest and she was surprised it won because the judge's comments said something to the effect of um, a really powerful image that typifies the struggle of classes and races, the police state and drug culture and the underprivileged class, and Stephanie's looking at this saying, wow, that's not what that scene was about at all. Uh, Although I guess for a judge or somebody else to look at it from a a perspective outside of our own, you know, maybe Stephanie and I were missing something there on the sidewalk while she was shooting that photo. Um, You know, and the judges saw it for what it was, or the judges read something into the scene that wasn't there at all. Um, So, I mean, you be the judge.
0: Well, yeah, it, that's, you, you come into it with your, you know, yeah. when we judge contests, we come into it with our own yeah. bias. Yep. You've got five people who've been asked to come in and, right. and go through this contest. And if they have drug bust right. culture on their mind, yeah. and there you go. that's, you know, so that's where you know, they go. It a great so, picture, yeah. though. So, so
1: it, it was a very good picture. But, you know, Stephanie was surprised to win. She submitted it because it was a breaking news photo. Um, you know, and it was strong. And then she won. She said, really that one. And that's what they said about it. Wow. Like I didn't think I was making a statement about society at large when Humanity, I, inhumanity, yeah, yeah. when I shot this photo, so well, I, here you go. I,
0: you know, when I was at the university of Iowa in the journalism school, there weren't in those days, you didn't have as many photo J school classes that they have now. Mm-hmm. So, so to get extra work or extra, you know, Credits for photography. You had to go over to the art department. Well, as a doc, more documentary style journalistic photographer, I'm in now in a room with a bunch of art photographers, who, who, to my dismay, were applying meaning to things mm-hmm, that sure. blew my mind. It's like, what? What are you that, talking about? I, I, you know, I don't, I don't see that at all mm-hmm. in your photo. Right. You know, and maybe I'm I I think too literally. Um, you know,
2: sometimes, sometimes a cigar, it's just a cigar. Yeah, sometimes uh, it is. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it is.
0: Um, so well, anyway, uh, who do you? Uh, now we've gone. We did 15 minutes off of <laughs> <David>. Question <laughs> one. Down, question yeah. one, and we're not even all the way around the table. <laughs> I
1: don't. I don't consciously follow any specific photojournalist. Um, David Hobby, like you said on com. I like him a lot. The guy that David Hobby follows a lot, who I got turned on to, who I now follow closely, is um, David Heisler. Is it David Heisler is that his name?
2: Gregory. Greg, I think it's Greg, Greg, Greg Heisler,
1: Heisler. Excuse me, Gregory Heisler. Uh, he's a photographer out of New York, um, and he he's primarily a portrait photographer. Um, and I won't say that I like all of his portrait photography. It'd be it'd be a stretch to say that I like all of anybody's photos, including my own. But I really, more than David Hobby, even, I really, I really admire the way that Greg Heisler approaches photography. I guess it's kind of that philosophical approach to picture taking. Um, Like, what am I, not not necessarily what am I trying to say with my photography, but does what I'm shooting make sense? Um, And I always go back to this, this example of like um, kids who get their senior portraits taken, like sitting on a fence, like. Why are you sitting on a fence? Like do you sit on fences? Like are you a fence sitter? Yeah, are you a fence Do you maybe maybe you build fences? Maybe your part-time job as a high school kid was building fences. So sitting on a fence makes sense. But I mean you're sitting on a fence out in the middle of a field as a is a 17-year-old kid. Like I don't understand that. Or you're, you know, you're sitting down at the rail yard, you know, with the trains because it looks cool. Oh well, yeah, it looks cool, but like why does that make any sense? Does it speak to who you are? Maybe you love trains, but if you don't What's the point? Um, but Greg Heister just has this fantastic kind of um, intelligent approach to shooting and lighting people. Um, and I think that's something that's lacking in a lot of commercial photography, portrait photography. Um, so I, he's the one I follow the most. Although I, I can't say I follow any particular photojournalist.
2: No. He uh, he shot a photo that I I really fell in love with. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's an old African American guy he used to be I want to say a boxing trainer, mm-hmm. and uh, he has huge hands. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ended up having to shoot this photo like in his house because it's raining and mm-hmm. his house is. Short and cramped, and he ended up like shooting him on the couch, which you know everybody here hates the right. sitting on a couch photo. Yeah. and uh, but he, he had him wrap his hands around his face a little oh, bit, right? You know right, what I'm talking yeah. about, I know that. I want to he's like a Cuban it's, guy, it's the
0: cover of his book, it's the cover yeah. of his yeah. 50, book, uh, yeah, yeah. 50 portraits. Yeah. Yeah. 50 portraits.
2: yeah, yeah. And uh, it's just an amazing image because this guy's hands are they're amazing, just a yeah. huge, and, and and you know, it's you know, old guy looking out, and mm-hmm. just yeah, I mean, it's an amazingly good photo, it
1: is, yeah, and it makes sense that he's. I mean, you, his hands are his story. Yeah, that's you know, his job. You that's know? his job, boxing it. And the, just the weather, the old, you know, the grisly hands. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it makes sense for that pose and that portrait, you know. so.
0: I, yeah. think, that, I, I think that Heisler's approach and the, what you're describing uh, that you like and that I like is simplicity, and that's yeah. what attracted me to David Hume-Kennerly. Oh, David Hume yeah. Kennerly is is the only famous photographer who I've come across in the course of the job and I had a fan moment. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we, How'd we that were cover- go? we were both cover well, we were both covering Al Gore at the River Center and we were waiting <laughs> for Al Gore to show up. Mm-hmm. And waiting, waiting, waiting. And I am like there's David, there's David Hume Kennerly. You know, it's like I've read his book Shooter and and mm-hmm. and, and you know I'm like, do I say something? I don't want to be that guy, you know? You know, I was in Davenport today and this tall, red-headed guy, idiot. Um, so I didn't want to be that guy, but we started chatting about the future of digital photography and the fact that I was carrying this. Um, and if you listen to podcasts, I think it was two. Two, two yeah. talking about having to carry this horrible, gigantic digital camera that was about as big as a, um, uh, a paint tray yeah you know in height <laughs> and in depth um and so we were, you know where is it gonna go and he was still shooting film and and but he knew that that was the wave of the future, and yada 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 um but the, he's the one guy who i don't know I just thought the having read his book and yeah and and um, I just thought the world of the way he shoots was which was super simple i mean i if you go through his famous photos at, uh, at, at davidhumekenderly.com you would you'd find that his stuff is not overly complex but the emotion that's packed into mm-hmm. to all of his great images are are really you know he's not overdoing it he's he's just in the right place at the right time uh and very they're very patient photos i the guy is just amazing and and um uh, that's the one guy, and I, but I don't go to his website on a regular basis, mm-hmm. um, but uh, if I see his name, it reminds me to go and see what what's new or what famous yep. person he's photographed, because he's shooting famous people. I mean, right. you inherently, if you're shooting famous people every day, you're, you're, you have an internationally recognized photograph right, right. off the bat. Yep. Um, you know, people here, I took a picture of, of the disgraced uh, sky or uh, Rock Island county state's attorney after he he quit, and um, it was a photo that everybody thought a lot of here, um, <laughs> but no one outside of the quad cities, and I knew you know, like, well, you got to enter this in a contest it 's never right. going to win yeah. in a contest because you know no one outside of the quad cities understands why this guy's walking down the alley the way right. he is. You yeah. know, but for us, it was, it, it meant a that lot That was the moment. That was
1: the moment. I yeah. mean, the guy's walking down, I mean, who he was yeah. and now who he is.
0: It's context. Too. Yeah, I mean, absolutely.
2: Gotta,
0: yeah, I agree with that.
2: It's context, too. I'm
0: sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're wandering away from I was, your microphone. I don't want to do much in post production, so I don't right. want to have to reason your volumes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. My bad.
1: Well, um, what we're talking about, you know, David Hume Kennerly and you know, Greg Heisler and how they have different how their photos look different and different approaches speaks to the second question we got from our, from our ardent listener about our own style of photography. And do you consciously put your own style into a, uh, into a photo or do you shoot? And it's just kind of an inherent part of, of your workflow. Your photos just end up looking like your style of photography because that's the way you shoot you know is it natural or is it conscious
0: i thought i think it's natural for me it's natural for me it's natural Um, yeah i don't know um you know i've been doing this since i was 16 Mm -hmm. and i don't uh, i look back at the stuff that i shot when i was 16 because you know my basement's full you know when you create a work product You know the guy that works at Deer. God love him. We need tractors, yeah. but he doesn't bring anything home to stuff in his basement as a work product unless he's you know stealing <laughs> seats from off of tractors, or you know or bolts yeah. and nuts. You know so you know you when you were shooting negatives and whatever you produce, occasionally you're in the basement trying to move things around, and you open a box and go, oh yeah, you know, that was pretty good. That kind of worked. Oh my right. God, what I thought I this thinking? was good. What yeah. was I thinking? And you think I wish, you know, 50-year-old Todd could go tell. 16-year-old Todd or 18-year-old Todd or 25-year-old Todd, hey, dude, yeah. you know, this is crap. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, is it Ira Glass? Yeah. Ira Glass? Yeah. Ira Glass. if you Google Ira Glass, the NPR, uh, This American Life, there is a, uh, an interview that he did, and I don't know why he did it or what it was for, but he talks about the creative process and learning your craft. And you have to produce a lot of crap before you yeah. produce anything of any value, and that and I I kind of knew that instinctively, but um, but you I, having him hearing him say it, who is the godfather of of what we're doing right now, yeah. podcasting and audio and, media and yeah. audio storytelling? I mean, yeah. the guy is just. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the stuff that NPR is doing on This American Life or the people on Radiolab um, are just, uh, that their stuff is so good. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I would, mm-hmm. you know, if I could tell a story that well, yeah. I, it, so at some point in my life, I would be super happy. And they, you know, they're doing it like they're falling off a log. Right. Um, but the same thing has been said about the way we take pictures. It's like, oh, how, how do you take that great picture? How do you take it? Yeah. Is it the camera? Right. And then you know, uh, we I have a mug on my desk that's courtesy of of Todd Welvert. Uh, what does that mug say?
2: It's what the duck. It's a comedian or a comic. I'm sorry, a web comic that uh, oh, right, yeah. is uh, heavily involved in photography. And um, uh, there's a guy talking to uh, the main character is a duck in the cartoon, and uh, the guy says, uh, uh, "Your camera really makes nice pictures." And right. the duck replies back, "Your mouth makes really nice compliments." <laughs> so it's uh, it, it is that, it's not in the camera. Yeah, not yeah, the,
0: no, that's that is the, the so th- that poster probably hangs in every right. every <laughs> photographer's studio yeah. or or on their coffee mug or something because it, it is you know the average person who might be listening to this uh, struggles with wanting to take pictures, but they don't they don't do it enough. Mm -hmm. to get really good at it Mm -hmm. and then there are people who are inherently not very visual who Mm -hmm. want to be visual and you know I can't sing Mm -hmm. I can't carry a tune my mother used to say son you couldn't carry a tune if it was strapped to your back Mm -hmm. and she was right and I I can't sing and Mm -hmm. so the idea of me I'm going to practice really hard and become a really good singer it's it's just a waste of my time and there are some people who are just visually inept that mm-hmm. that want to take better pictures that probably will never take better pictures but so if uh, but the fun the, yeah. f- the but photography is so accessible now with iPhones and digital photography that you can practice a lot more and get as good as you're ever going to get if mm-hmm. you if you want to de- dedicate the time to it, it mm-hmm. is not something that you know. I've been doing this for a long time, and there are still times where I finish an assignment. I'm like, what was I thinking? How did I, uh, you know, yeah. I, I yeah. should have done better. And and you wonder if the top number, the te- you know, we only ever see the, the best of the work product from yeah. a David Hume Kennerly or yeah. a John Kim or or, you know, name. Somebody Whoever. else. J- yeah. John Lowenstein, who used to work yeah. here, who's won a ton of awards. Again, yeah. Um, you know, we only see their end product. Yeah. We don't see the work process that comes up to yep. that. Yep. And when you see the how the meat is made or that the, 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 the sausage, <laughs> sausage is, made, is made, sometimes maybe it doesn't taste as good. Uh-huh. Whereas if you know you just walk up and order a bratwurst, right. you're like, oh my God, this bratwurst is amazing. <laughs> so good, you don't right. want to know where the bratwurst came from.
1: So um, if the if the camera is this inert thing.
0: It's a tool. It's, just, it's like a, it's a tool. Brush.
1: Yeah, like a paintbrush. If it's this tool that you have to manipulate in ways to, to create something, then what is it about? We can't really speak to the paintbrush analogy and how a painter makes a painting, but we hopefully are qualified and experienced enough to speak to how manipulating cameras in different ways gives us each our own style. I mean, you've got a style. I've got a
0: style. I, my, I think if I had style. to describe my style, it yeah. would be a shallow depth of field, yeah. which comes from um, Doug Smith, who was my boss at the Daily Iowan. Mm-hmm. Um, he told me I needed to invest in a 180-28 a and sh- learn to shoot at 28. Yeah. Because we had to fill the hole on the front page of the Daily Iowan every day, yeah. and the style of the paper. My my style is a is a is a completely. Uh, comes from the days of the Daily Iowan and mm-hmm. how the other guys that were really good at the Daily Iowan when I was starting out all kind of shot their their weather features or their their standalone art or mm-hmm. whatever. And then coming here and kind of bringing that style here, which I don't know, not the I don't know that, like Kevin Verobic Adams was here. Kevin kind of shot that way a little bit. Um, and we've kind of morphed into doing more of that here. Mm-hmm. Um, that would probably be an influence of me, but that the, I went to the, years ago I went to an IPPA com, c- conference and the, a guy whose name escapes me from the Arizona, one of the Arizona papers had brought kind of a David Hobby setup. Mm-hmm. And it was very simplistic. It was a light, two lights on light stands with pocket wizards, yep. which are radio strobes for people who don't, the things that that remotely fire our our, um, our mm-hmm. strobes. Uh, with the camera, and i 'm like it was an aha moment for me sitting in this you know, dark ho- hotel you know conference room going i can do, I can do that for our pace setters cool you yeah. know I was like ah that's what I need to start doing that's mm-hmm. excuse me that's how I should start a project and the guy who really got good at it was Dan Vi, yeah, who used to he work here yeah um, and Dan has gone on, and now he's Living in Kansas City with his wife Sloan, and they're expecting their second baby, and and but Dan does great work. But his his style and my style are probably commingled in the same test tube, mm-hmm. and kind of we kind of morphed into each other, and kind of went. Then when he left, we kind of separated, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But our styles are, are really. Are affected by one another yeah whatever my style is but a shallow depth of field kind of a a ratioed lighting Mm -hmm. um, uh, and and then try to keep it as simple as possible yeah it it needs to be simple because you know we get photo assignments from our sports department and God love them They're one they do a lot of work with not a lot of guys but you get a photo assignment from one of the part-timers and the assignment sheet says Shoot them in front of the trophy Shoot case. Shoot them in front of the trophy case with know. all the trophies. Now, yeah. anybody who's gone into a high school and has seen what a trophy case looks like, it's covered in glass, it's in a hallway. There's a, got, gazillion they're, they're a gazillion trophies from 1973 trophy, right. all the way up through yesterday. It gets too complicated. The yep. kid gets lost in the picture. You're yeah. dealing with reflections all over the place. No. Yep. It's like, we're not doing that. So we end up going out and, um, and, and really put our stamp on sports portraits. I, I think yeah. that um, we do about as good a job as any paper our sure. size on these weekly pace setter photos or athlete of the week portraits. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where kind of as a s- staff, you can mm-hmm. start seeing where the styles true yeah. differentiate. Yeah, that's true. And the way, you know, going to a news assignment, it's what you see. Mm-hmm. If I show up to a, 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 a news scene and you show up to a news scene, we're gonna notice probably different things. Yep.
1: Um,
0: the big obvious ones, like the house on fire, right, yep. we're all yeah, gonna see the is. house on fire. Mm-hmm. But where you, what angle you shoot that fire from, yeah. are your instincts to the sets that, uh, I think that the, the, the you know, if I go over here I'll get a better shot, where all the TV guys are all clumped in one spot mm-hmm. and you want to get something that looks a little different. different right. um, but it's that, uh, I distracted myself. I did it. I knew it was going to come <laughs> on the podcast. I'm going to rewind. Uh, what was I saying? <laughs> and what was I saying? <laughs> but I, go, going back to style, I think that the news is is news is what it is. You see it, right? But when you, but the way you light something and the way you approach something from on a one on one with your subject is going to be different because you're going to talk to the subject differently than I'm going to talk to the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're new to, more new to the party than we than Paul and I are. How do you see that as as
2: a style issue? You know, it's funny. I can look through the newspaper and without I mean if it, if we didn't have uh, uh you know bylines on the photos or I could probably pick out everybody's photos and say, "Okay, Gary shot this, John shot this, Paul shot this, Paul yeah, shot true. this." Yeah. true. Um but if you were to ask me, okay, so why is that Mise's photo? I would probably stutter and stammer just because I haven't really, you know what I mean. Like I don't know that I could identify. I know it's like pornography. I know it when I see it. You know what I mean. Like I think I could, I could tell with relative accuracy whose uh, whose photo each one was, but mm-hmm. you know, and you know, I don't know what makes a Paul Coletti's you know photo. Um, you know, I you know when i look at my own work i think you know you know certainly i see a lot of weaknesses mostly what i see as weaknesses but and i think that's probably you know across the board everybody is not a big fan of their own work um but you know it's i don't know i i, I think i i i think i anticipate emotion pretty well i mm-hmm, think um yeah. and i don't know if that's empathy or uh what How do you but, describe your own style? You know i i probably <sighs> You know, probably the one thing I have learned with the, you know, uh, the critique process with uh, you know everybody and asking other people to look at their work, um, you know, I would say it's the newspaper style where you know it's you're going to want to fill the frame and uh, you're going to want a pretty shallow depth of field and you're going to you know you're going to keep your backgrounds clean and um, you know keep keep things relatively tight. you know, I can remember we had an intern once who was a big fan of shooting it, you know, pretty wide uh, and, and keeping it pretty wide. Uh, not that he wasn't a bad shooter. It was just, you know, a, a kind of a different different style. But your eye really bounced around the frame. Um, so, I, you know, it's, you know, I think kind of balancing that. You know, some photos are bigger than others. You know, that's... Why, yeah, really I mean, that, you know
0: what? That's a really good... Statement. Some photos are just bigger than others, and yep. that's true. Yep. There are certain events that you go to cover, and you know when you get there that this assignment is just bigger and has more weight, and you yep. know that you have a responsibility to come home and make a picture that reflects that. Right. Um, there are sometimes where cute just works, and there are sometimes right. where you need to stand and wait for some amount of emotion to bubble up to the surface and capture it in a nice, clean, simple, easy read for the readers. Because we're we're really not there for us, and that's what goes back to the contest thing we were talking about earlier, is that when you show up to an assignment, you are there to inform people about the event you're covering. You're not there to win an award sure. for a photo yep. that you good took point. at this. Good point. That is a, that is a mm-hmm. byproduct of doing your job, right. doing your job well. Because the one thing that young photographers, uh, we had a, a really, really good photographer uh, that was an intern who got really, really frustrated at the John Deere Classic, because this intern kept finding themselves on, they would follow somebody and then that person yep. would fall off the lead, yep. and then they realized that that would be that picture was no longer the front page picture.
1: Wasn't going to get used tomorrow. Right. 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 You say and well, so that's okay because
0: that person still may be a story. It, yeah. But they're not the main story, mm-hmm. and the idea that the best picture was with the main person. Now that happens. Yeah. But. One of my favorite pictures from the John Deere Classic is some guy who I don't think made the cut. Um, It's, well it's not the John Deere Classic, it was the Hardys Golf Classic, it was out at Oakwood Country Club in Coal Valley, and he and his caddy, the caddy is standing with the bag. He is in a line of (laughs) arbovita. And he's poking out of the line of this this long line of arbovita, looking to see how he can get his ball up onto Mm -hmm. the ninth green. I think it was the ninth green. And so, here he is, it's, it was a really good golf shot, right. but it ran as the main picture on the, on the photo page, mm-hmm. not the main picture on the front page, because this guy's had a contention and yeah. he's gone. He doesn't so matter, I made right. a good picture, yeah. um, but it wasn't the main picture. And so, mm-hmm. back to the young photographer, that the idea that they wanted to get this you know, this award-winning photo, mm-hmm. you know, so they would keep picking, you're like, no, 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 we want you to follow this person. Well, they're not there, you know, like, listen, yeah. you don't know, until you follow them for three holes, what's gonna happen, mm-hmm. even though they have fallen off the lead. But that frustration of like, I want, I want the glory, I want the, yeah. the thing to be yeah. with this photo, and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes the picture just comes to you, yep. whereas we cover, when we cover the John Deere classic on the 18th green, we have four photographers on each corner of the green, if mm-hmm. a round circle or you know right. weird thing yeah, can have four corners. But we have four people around the green. Every year, the person who wins or hits the big shot <laughs> turns away you would have never expected them to go, right. so the person on the far <laughs> side on the other side of the pond gets yeah. the picture, yep. you know, mm-hmm. uh, or the person, you, you never know. You never know. So you got to be in that spot. He's like, oh, I want to be where you are. Well, okay, if we switch, that doesn't guarantee yeah. you the, the, the portfolio picture. Right. Right. So we're there to get the best pictures we can, to tell the story. Mm-hmm. And if you win an award out of doing that, that's great. Ice but your purpose. Right. right. purpose showing up is for your readers, not for yourself or your own glory.
2: Yep. Great point. Great point. Yep. You agree? Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, the Gender Classic is probably an episode in itself.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. It's a oh, two part. A little bit closer. It's yeah. A probably. <laughs> probably. It's a two part. We may do one out. Yeah. We may do. We could probably make. So we could figure out how to do this remotely on an iPad or something we could, <laughs> <laughs> while we're all out three there. Guys, right. Three guys whispering. Whisper. <laughs> we're doing the Talking Fingers podcast here at the 17th grade. Gender Classic. Here comes. Hey, what are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah, what are you guys doing? Quiet.
2: Um, did you want to hit another question? If we have time for you know, it. We're at maybe
0: 40 not. minutes.
2: 40? Oh Whoa. See, we talk
0: and, talk and talk and talk. If them. you're dedicated so enough our, to our...
2: continue to be
1: listening to this point, then please send us your additional comments right. so we can ramble on about them and go over on our time next week. That's <laughs> right. Well,
0: no, we have to go and get the other these other questions that this person submitted. Oh, that's because, right. True. Yeah, yes. Okay. We, you know, I've had a topic that I keep rolling over. Uh, oh. And it, and I'll, I'll mention the topic and you can think about it. Okay. But it's... When we go to cover really bad stuff, yeah. we show up and cover really bad stuff and people dealing with really bad stuff. But how would we feel about people showing up oh, to our really bad stuff? Oh, that's a great, stuff?
1: great question. Okay, so
0: do we have, you know, are we hypocrites? You know, would mm-hmm, we want okay. them to show up to our really b- bad stuff? Got and it, I, okay. and I, I only use the, I thought of this because I saw a, a story and I'll get the link so that we can, when we do this subject about a husband who documented his wife dying of cancer. Oh, yeah, right, yep. And they're amazing photos. And when you look at a story like that, you put yourself, you empathize, you, you know, married, been married a long time. You look at this and you go, oh, my God, my wife would never let me do this. Yeah. You know, so it was one of those things where, you know, that is really cool for that guy to do. Yeah. But we show up to bad stuff and bad stuff. You know, can happen to us. Somebody in our family could get sick or whatever, but we go to people and say, "Hey, do you mind if we document yeah. you dying or dealing with these bad right. things?" So that's a topic for another one. Okay. That's a teaser for another. One. We talk about it, think about it over the next couple of days. But uh, if
1: you want to send us questions in the meantime, right? We'll take them. You can reach us at.
2: Uh, photos at QCOn.com. Or photos at dot com. put you right
1: on the spot. Yeah, right? Point.
2: I'm like, what? What? Oh.
1: Photos, P-H-O-T-O-S. I'm already thinking about the next topic. At QCOnline.com.
0: Todd had actually dozed off for just Click. a quick second. Yeah. <laughs> he was like sitting in his big I chair with a You know, on. I've got
2: a question for our readers.
0: Oh, our listeners? Here, our, for
2: our listeners. Readers, slash yes. readers, okay. yeah. Um, okay, so you guys, the, the camera blimp. The,
1: the camera blimp, yeah. Yeah.
2: It's a, it's a device that goes over a camera body and uh, the body of a lens to keep it quiet. And we use it in a courtroom setting where we need to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Deadens the um, sound of the shutter. It's made out of a heavy-duty, like, cordron nylon. It has some sort of foam inside. Um, and ours smells like someone hit a roast beef sandwich in it and then left it in their <laughs> trunk for, like, a month. <laughs> Is there any way anyone can think of of like freshening that thing up without cuz I don't think we can wash it. I don't think it's washable. Febreze? I but yeah, I'm afraid Febreze it's just going to smell like sweet roast beef
0: sandwich. Hey. <laughs> Don't tell that to the people at Febreze. <laughs> Have you seen their commercials? They're they, getting they can people make, sitting uh, in that's months' true. garbage. That's true. And that thing that's doesn't right. smell like garbage.
2: Well, if it's on TV, it must be true. So yeah. man, I don't know. Maybe we'll give Febreze okay. a try. I, I you, man, you got that thing up to your face, and it's just—it's like, true. Oh, no, it's it's it it's rank. It's true. Hey, I just yeah. want
0: to let you know that I just got an email from the publisher of our our ultimate boss. Yeah. And it says about I sent him a link to the podcast.
1: Oh boy! Here, yes. Real what time review. Run, a real time, time review. He, did he say Welbert's fired?
2: <laughs> oh, he did. oh, excuse me. I gotta, I gotta beep that. Um, clever. Oh, that's pretty that's, good. That's pretty high yeah. praise. Uh, okay. Yeah.
0: And then he said, "Is it promoted on our Facebook page or homepage or Twitter yet?" No. Uh, the be. answer to that will be no, until we can get an RSS feed so that we can be on iTunes, so that we can send people to our permanent location. SoundCloud will be, stay on SoundCloud, so we'll upload to both places, but um, our RSS feed is going to come from our own home servers, and so Ooh. it's a technical issue, but you'll, hopefully you'll be able to subscribe to this via iTunes. And we have officially made the 45-minute mark. Okay. So we're going to have to yeah. go. Because right. we have to like do our other job, which are right. actual jobs, yeah. as opposed to sitting up here and chatting <laughs> in, the, in the photo studio <laughs> while people wonder where we are. Right. <laughs> All right, folks. If you have any more questions, photos at QConline.com. I'm Todd Meisner.
1: I'm Todd Welder And I'm Paul Coletti.
0: And we're talking pictures. talking pictures podcast is a production of the dispatch the rock island argus and qconline.com to see some of the photos and videos discussed in our podcast be sure to go to qconline.com slash multimedia the music was provided by kevin mcleod at incompukech.com thanks to paul Colletti and todd welvert laura frames and randy fisk I'm Todd Meisner. I'm Paul. Todd, uh, oh. You're Todd okay, Welver. Okay. Take two. <laughs> take, take two. <laughs>